Aloha and namaste. My name is Matt. I'm Ash. We're the yoga couple. Welcome back to the Inner Work Podcast. Welcome, welcome. This episode is going to be about expectations in your relationship, which expectations are healthy, how to healthily communicate them, and which ones do we need to release and surrender because we know that it can be a a balance and it's a little bit tricky. And so we're just going to be talking about how we navigate this in our relationship and hopefully our stories and experience helps you out in navigating this in your own life. So recently was Matt's birthday and it's going to be my birthday next week. And birthdays tend to be like an issue, any like holiday or like anniversary with most couples. Mm -hmm. Like we hear about that a lot. It's like, Usually the girl has some like grandiose idea of like what she wants. And then the guy's like, yeah, like, what do you want for your birthday or anniversary? Nothing. Just want to like have a relaxing time together. And the guy's like super <laughs> literal and is like, great. Or it's like, or it's like nothing. Just want to be with you. Right. And it's like, okay, that could be interpreted many different ways. Like being how like. Do you want to go do something? Do you want, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's going to be fine. No big deal. Yeah. And then, and I'm guilty of this. Yeah. Like, then the day comes and it's like, you didn't plan something. I thought, and it's like, babe, I thought you just said you wanted to be together. And it's like, well, yeah, but I want us to go do something. It's like, well, then why didn't you say that? I'll tell you why. <laughs> it's because like, I don't know why, but until I was aware of this, it's like, we have this belief that if we have to tell you that like what we want and give you an outline it was like this belief inside of me at least and you know I've talked to other women about this and we've counseled couples it's that if we have to outline it for you there was this belief that that means you don't love us because you only love us if you thought of it yourself and considered it like on your own but if I had to like draw you up an outline of exactly what I want then that means that you didn't love me enough to think of me so when we say like oh, nothing. And we like put it, the ball in your court. It's because we're like, you're going to like, obviously, you're like, obviously crush it. Right. And think of something on your own. <laughs> no. So this, this episode is kind of like inspired from that concept, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. we're going to talk about how we have subconscious expectations of our partner in a lot of ways. Like I know some people, you know, get upset, like they go out in public and they're like, you know, why didn't you hold my hand when we were <laughs> out yeah, in public? Yeah. Or why didn't you open the door? Or why didn't you give me a kiss? Or why were, why didn't you know, introduce me to them? And like, why didn't you tell them about this? Like, why didn't you tell them I was your girlfriend? Yeah. yeah. Like there's so <laughs> many hidden expectations that come up in relationships. Or just like down to the mundane. Like maybe you've been with your partner for a long time and it's like, why, you know, why do you not help me with these tasks or those tasks? And there's just a lot of expectations happening in a relationship. And if you've conquered all expectations and you're like, oh, not me, like good for you for being enlightened because <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> most people have, you know, they do. If you really get honest with yourself, you have expectations. We can call them standards or we can call them expectations of your partner in your relationship. So we want to break down how to maybe like, healthily communicate those in a way that doesn't make your partner feel like they have to meet your expert uh, expectations or else and it maybe turns into a beautiful thing of I would feel really loved if this is like how I feel loved this is like my love mm -hmm. language mm -hmm. and it actually gives your partner an opportunity to care about those things and want to do those things for you because you're really good at communicating those things which means you have to like get honest and learn about yourself so yeah. yeah i think that's the biggest thing when it comes to this most of us take for granted what our expectations are and i think that's what makes it difficult is i think the first step as we kind of dive into this topic today that's what i think i notice is you know you can't communicate something you yourself haven't really put into words right so there's this if you hear any meowing in the background it's our cute little kitten who's joining us for today's podcast <laughs> giving episode. himself a bath right by the mic yeah he's just hanging out hopefully he'll take a nap we'll see uh so that's my expectation of you cosmo is that you're gonna relax and take a nap bro 
but we'll see (laughs) (laughs) so far yep there he goes he's laying down that's awesome so uh having expectations is the biggest thing is first to become self-aware and i think that's really the biggest trick right is how can we even communicate things that are just so subconscious and so under the surface that we don't even notice until we're already mad or already upset and then even then we might even have a hard time figuring out i don't i don't know why i'm mad or i don't know what i'm frustrated with um you know because you let me down it's like okay let you down because of what you know it's like usually we have to dig it out and then finally we realize well i guess i had an expectation of a b and c so i think like the first step is we want you to be honest that you have expectations because you do. So mm-hmm. stop denying that. And Standards, then, expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then start asking yourself like what they truly are. And one of the ways you can do this is by like reflecting on the moments that you're really most frustrated. Why are you frustrated? Why are you frustrated in your life? Why are you frustrated with your partner? Specifically, we're talking about relationships. So like, what are those consistent moments that frustrate you? What's going on there? Because obviously you're frustrated because something you're expecting to happen. Expectation is not getting met. Yeah. And if you read the inner work book, shameless uh, advertisement here, (laughs) go get the inner work book on Amazon. There's a whole section in the book called the wound of violation. And that's, you know, we are, we feel violated. We get angry. This is the theme, you know, when you're frustrated, you're angry. It's because you feel violated when your expectations aren't met. You feel unloved. You feel wrong. You feel hurt. Yeah. You feel unseen, right? These are all the common complaints that we hear couples saying and couples counseling. I feel unseen. I feel hurt. I feel unloved. I feel unappreciated. Why? Because there's an expectation of the way you should be treated or the way you should be praised or the way you should be supported or the way something should be and it's not Mm -hmm. or your partner's not. Mm -hmm. So this is never going to heal unless we are like blunt and honest about those things. And I don't think a lot of people have been raised to be that self-aware and to feel okay and safe enough Mm -hmm. to admit Because a lot of times when we get clear about those expectations, we feel guilt. Like, I shouldn't want that. Mm. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't need that. I shouldn't expect that. Yeah, yeah, possibly. So that'll be what's what's good to uncover is what are your, not only what are those expectations, what are your beliefs about them? You know, once you start to uncover them, then it starts to become even more clear. So you can see how this, this first huge step here about self-awareness. So Ash is doing a, giving a great tool of like, okay, well think back to all the times when you're frustrated because guaranteed there's an unmet expectation there. And then I think too, like another way you can think of it is when you, like what makes you light up the most? So then on the flip side, because when you're your happiest, it's because usually your expectations are being met. <laughs> yeah. So another fun way to uncover it is, well, what like gets me stoked? What lights me up? And that's also probably where you'll see your expectations also. You got a couple different ways here to kind of start reflecting on all this. But honestly, it just comes down to like conversation and in moments Whenever you're going to do something, more communication is is always better than less. You know, you're going to visit family, check in with each other. Hey, what's the expectation? What are we going to do? What do you want me? Anything you need me to do or say? Anything you want me to not say? Yeah. Uh, any like gestures or like, um, you know, what's that word? It's like, you know, any particular like things that you guys do that I should be aware of. Like, I don't know. The, really the words like escape yeah. me right now, like a ritual or or some, you know, like, what are those things like people do, babe, like at party? Like, it's like family traditions, rituals, gestures. You know, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, what are the like things of the house? Like, like any particular nuances? Th- yeah, nuances. Okay. Yeah, something like that. You know, like, it's good to know that stuff because if you if you just assume the yeah. person knows, oh, my gosh, you're just setting it up for failure. So whether it's going to see family, whether it's going out to dinner, whether it's a birthday, whether it's doing chores around the house, start noticing that like there's all kinds of the expectations that we take for granted and we forget to communicate. 
And if you guys could learn how to to communicate these, man, it just eliminates so many unnecessary fights for sure because we've noticed the more clear we can get on what we're expecting, the more obviously the person has an opportunity to show up for that. And and it also helps us understand ourselves more too and be able to uh, be more successful at achieving whatever it is we're, we're looking for too. You know, obviously, usually like love, happiness, and a good time. <laughs> you know, that's like the ultimate goal usually. So let's like really break this down and talk about it like in real time of mm-hmm. examples because I feel like, yeah, this is really conceptual. Okay, we want to get expectations, but like how that actually looks. Yeah, And so um, as we're talking about this, I'm realizing how good we are at this. Like almost well, yeah, every a lot day. Of yeah, like you guys, we feel very qualified to talk about this. We do this a lot. Because we actually do this, I think, every morning. And we didn't. And we didn't yeah. in the beginning. It's like, hey, what are the expectations for the day? Like yes. we wake up and go, what are the expectations for the yeah. day? Matt especially is really good at asking because he knows himself well enough. Yeah, I'll freak to out. To know that <laughs> if... <laughs> I'll get frustrated, man. He knows that if he has expectations for the day outlined yeah. and they get like totally thrown off the window, know he feels super violated because he works really well with clear expectations clear expectations and very so, linear yeah he's also working on non-attachment yep, and letting yep. go because life happens yeah, i'm um, joking i'm pretty i'm a little better at it but now. it's nice to know yourself <laughs> to know like i work yep. really good with um a clear yep. outline of the day clear yep. schedule clear expectations of like what's expected of me what do you need e- from me what are we doing on, yeah even on like days off i think that's another one where mine get really this like becomes such a huge thing because let's say Ash and I are like, hey, let's just, you know, like, you know, we're taking the day off or something. And then I immediately am like, okay, what does that mean to you? And what (laughs) does it mean? I'm like, what's the expectation? Like, cause what if I just want to go disappear in the yard for like half a day? Like, are you going to be like, where did you go? And what happened? I'm going to say, what? "What? You told me I had the day off. And like, so I, you know, maybe you're laughing and you're thinking of your relationship and how things like that can happen where it's like, yeah, dude, do whatever you want. And it's like, but why are you doing that? Yeah, I literally wrote (laughs) down, it's funny you brought that up because I wrote in my notes to talk about days off expectations. And I heard you almost say like, what am I allowed to do? Yeah, I started Um, to say that. And it's not like, what am I allowed to do? I I stopped saying that because that's not what it actually is like. But that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. When someone, this is is, is great. I'm glad you said it because it feels like I wasn't allowed to when your partner has an expectation of you and then you do something different and then they're mad at you for it and you feel like I was doing something I wasn't allowed to do right so um it's really important to be clear about your expectations because it does put your partner in a position of being like yeah what am I getting in trouble for this for? Yeah. And it's like, well, cause I thought we were doing this or that you were going to do this or that yep. we agreed to this. And they're like, what so the heck? Common. I thought I was doing this and we agreed to this and da, 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 da. And now I'm getting in trouble and you're getting mad at me. Right. Yeah. So this is why it's so important to start off with clear expectations. And I don't want this to sound like as rigid as it is because it, it's actually it's super just natural. Yeah, it's just casual. It's just it's like It's not like we're like, let me get on my list Clipboard, here. We do have it. a work list. <laughs> but it's not like in life we're like yeah, that's how we sign on the dotted line and like commit to yeah, these. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like that serious, you guys. It's just just a casual like check in and courtesy yeah. Yeah. on a daily basis. Just so let's check in. Let's keep going with and you kind of check in throughout the day too well okay so like the caveat here is ash and i work together right so yeah we're together 24 7 pretty much um so we obviously do this a lot you know because we're checking in with business so like ash making the joke earlier of you know matt will do this right when we wake up large part of that is because of business so right away as far as running our business i'm checking in being like okay what are our priorities let's get going are we both on the same page what are you going to do what am i going to be doing right so a lot of this we've gotten so much practice with all this inner work stuff honestly is because we're together 24 7 the amount of screw-ups and trial and error it's provided us that's also why you know we feel so like fine-tuned on all this is because we've just been doing it's so much every day. But this works really great for family. Like if you guys yeah, have kids. Yeah, oh yeah. When you like, get home from work. Yeah, like I was just What are think, the expectations like when I get home from yes, work? Yes, and, and I, I was you've just You've already been that. home with the kids. Like what are the expectations? Yes. Because guess what? Most people haven't talked about. Haven't actually said it. Okay, 
I have expectations that around six o'clock, this is what we're doing. And they're constantly fighting and frustrated with each other because nobody sat down and just was honest about that. And I just want you guys to think about these little, you're going to laugh because you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like there's so many little moments that like, no, we actually haven't never technically said it that that's like what I expect or what they expect or that that's what I expect regularly yep and so whenever i get thrown off or i get pissed off it always seems like it's coming out of nowhere and we have these repetitive fights because there's probably hidden expectations not being outlined so yeah. like if, and, and given the opportunity for everybody to be aware of yes yeah, so let's talk about what this looks like so let's just let's let's go with this visiting family one this is so great you guys how many of you sure. go visit then, in-laws? Then we should do, and then we should do a work one. Yeah, sure. Kay. Let's let's break, let's do a couple of examples Kay. here. So let's do like, yeah, different dynamics. Let's, let's do say the, you're going to go visit family and it's like your family or your in-laws and you're planning this trip. Do you guys sit down? Probably not. So that's why we're listening to this podcast is uh, sit down and say, what are your expectations for this trip? And what are maybe some things I should be aware of? Yeah. Like, do you not want me to bring up certain things? Do you not want me to talk about certain things with your dad or your mom? Mm -hmm. Do you want me to um, basically like um, keep certain things private? Like, Mm -hmm. is that important? Or do or don't do certain things? Yeah. Is there, Um, how about this? Oh, how about, here's a, hold on. I was, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I'll save it. I'll remember. I'll remember. Go ahead. Is there anything that I, could do or would do that would piss you off or hurt your feelings Yeah, that's a good one well if if, please if there's anything that i would do that would hurt you or what what do you want me to not do yeah because i don't want to hurt you or cause a problem yeah i was gonna say um they might be like i don't want you to drink at my parents house that would be really bad you know or like i'm sick of that what happens or you know yeah something like that um i was gonna say too a common one that i remember and i've and i've heard with with clients and people we've worked with too is like don't don't leave me alone oh that's good don't leave me alone with your parents or don't leave me alone with so-and-so okay, so this or is like usually, your uncle or your aunt or yeah. like especially like bigger family events you know don't or or don't like get drunk and like forget about me because like you're out partying with your family because like you love being around them you know or you know what i mean like there's so many instances this is a really common one especially if you're going to the other person that's what i was gonna say this is really common when you're the you're the mm-hmm. in-law and you're yeah. going and visiting your partner's family and you're like don't just like peace out all day yeah. with your family thinking it's normal because see this is very common here's here's one of our first super uh taken for granted very simple one see they're your family right so you've been you've been around them your whole life up until you know whenever this is that you finally moved out so you have like at least usually a couple decades uh, let's just say 18 to keep it simple so you have 18 years of subconscious uh, normalcy around uh, about being around them and then what happens is we just assume that our partner feels just as comfortable around them because we're like what they're like it's my mom or it's my dad or it's my family or it's whoever and we do this subtle projection onto our partner that it, we're like, I don't understand the big deal. It's just my family. That's because our subconscious is viewing it through our 18 years of normalcy and like totally used to their behaviors and all their weird nuances and all their, you know, behaviors. But your partner is like, it's all brand new and it's all very you know it can be interpreted in many different ways and it's very peculiar sometimes <laughs> and and also you know especially sometimes what i've heard with clients that i've worked with in the past is sometimes it's like toxic you know and you don't want to get cornered by a parent yeah. and you don't want to get questioned or judged by one or something like this you know so it's really important to hear your partner out of mm-hmm. what their expectations are, what they're going to, both parties, right? Because mm-hmm. on the other flip side, the other person might be like, well, I really want you to spend time with yep, my mom. Exactly, you know? vice versa. You guys got to yep. talk this out. It's like these things, you guys are going to eliminate so many fights because- And hurt about, feelings. Most about, importantly, yeah. hurt feelings because that's what we realize sucks is like hurting yeah. each other. And then we're like, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> think know? about it. It's like, you don't want to do that. You don't, you're, it's the last all thing you want to do. All the fights, all the hurt is yeah. coming from not being clear Just on these things from clear. the beginning. And yeah. then in retrospect, realizing you're hurt. So what if you could eliminate this, right? That's what we're proposing. But here's the thing is as we propose this, I already know some people, especially if you're listening to this with your partner. And if you're not, you should send it to them. You guys get on the same page and hear hear, the, hear this together. 
is what comes up is like, well, what if like catering to my partner's needs? I feel like I shouldn't have to do that. And it's like, you're listening to all their expectations and you're like, kind of feeling like, well, do I have to do that? Like every time they have an expectation of me, like what I have to cater to it. I already can hear so many, especially guys probably being like, okay, so every time she outlines specifics of what she needs from me, I'm just supposed to like bow down and do it. And that feels very offensive. But we want to propose the flip side of like, you're not being a servant to your partner in the sense of like, they're the king or queen and you you have to be submissive to them. We're saying, I love you so much. You're my best friend. I care about you. And I want to do everything I can to make you comfortable. I want to do everything I can to ease any, you know, any potential hurt, potential hurts. I want to make your day happy. I want to hear out all the things that bring you joy. And I want to help facilitate that experience for you because I love you. And so you really have to have a switch of mentality in your relationship, in your core values of like, I care about you. Like Matt, I care about you so much. I care about your needs. I care about your feelings. I care about the specifics of the way you need to do things. (laughs) I care so much about your preferences. And it doesn't matter if it's an inconvenience to me or not. I care about your comfort. I care about your happiness. So I want to know all those things and I want to do my very best to the best of my ability without self-sacrificing to where I'm in pain, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a good point to, though. To do that for you. Of course. It's like an of course. And yeah, so like you both need to feel that way for this to work. Yeah. Because if you feel immediately like thrown off and guarded, like they're going to tell me what they want me to do. Like, uh-uh. Yeah. That already isn't the right mentality for this healthy, you know, partnership because you clearly are in a position of I shouldn't have to do anything for my partner. Right. We when and, and you know, not to just drill this one to the bone here, but like we we do talk about this concept a lot about a lot of relationships today can be really programmed towards egocentric and very self-serving. And just to reiterate, we believe relationships are actually the opposite, where they're your greatest place to serve and to be a vehicle of love and to love someone and to be selfless. And so I think that's just one of the biggest things to, we really went into it a lot more on the last episode too, um, going over, you know, bringing up things to a defensive partner. And it's just so, it's so imperative to always reiterate though, whenever we talk about relationships, it's so important to realize that your relationship is a place to be selfless, to give love, to show up for your partner and to be there for them in a way that you become a greater version of you in the process. That's the whole point of relationship is you show up for your partner in a loving way and that evokes new levels of your potential. So as I show up to help Ash in these expectations and her needs and whatever she's you know, saying, hey, like this would help me feel so loved, I get to be a greater version of myself by fulfilling that. And it's the same with kids. Kids is the huge, one of the hugest ways, especially too. think about all the things your kids need in order to feel loved, safe, and secure, and validated, you become an ultimate way better version of yourself by showing up for your kids, right? So with kids, we tend to see, oh yeah, like everybody will say, you know, yeah, kids made me, you know, especially guys, I always know like all my buddies are like, oh man, being a father just like made me such a better guy. And it's the same with being in a conscious relationship technically being a conscious partnership should also be one of the greatest things that makes you a better person. But I don't hear that one as often, unfortunately, you know, like I've always telling everybody like, man, I don't know what I would be like without my wife. She's everything to me. And Ash has, has totally uh, helped through all these opportunities of the relationship, given me so many opportunities to become such a greater version of myself. And because she's not my child, it's actually, in my opinion, 
even greater in a lot of ways because she can hold this like mirror of accountability and um, there's there's so much room for way more mature growth and depth of discovery whereas with a kid it's a profound level of growth but it's mainly in the form of selflessness and um, providing you know for this for this being eventually of course when your children get older it can turn into a much a very deep profound relationship if you keep this inner work going with them but man nothing compares to your partner and so it is funny right just to think about that how often do you hear people being like man you know having kids totally made me a better person but how many people have you ever heard i don't think i've heard anybody say that other than me <laughs> have you babe like i've literally never heard a couple especially a guy be like dude getting married made me a better person i actually have heard your mom say it really okay touche yeah, i have heard she her say always that. says like touche she has it maybe that's where dad. i did it yeah <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah okay so outside of her mm-hmm. i haven't really ever heard anyone be like you know yeah man get it. having my wife is just like changed my life or yeah my husband just made me such a better person other than my mom now i'm having so many memories of her say that yeah so it is important to to realize though that that's really what it's all about so it's not out of servitude it's out of opportunity it's out of realizing showing up and loving someone is how we become our ultimate selves it's how we become who we're really here to be and how we truly reach our potential obviously we're the yoga couple so our whole premise is that relationship is your gateway to yoga or your divine union your self-realization we believe that through a relationship you reach your highest potential so obviously you know we have this this totally different perspective from most and that's what we are here to share because it works and it's profound and it's very intense and it's and it can be uh, really expedite your healing so coming full circle with all this your partner offers you these opportunities to show up for them with love and by doing so you become this like whole other level of awesome like this whole other level of your potential so circling back now to expressing those expectations and giving your partner that opportunity you as the person expect expressing your expectations some of you are going to feel really uncomfortable doing that because you have guilt and you feel like you're a burden or you're afraid or you know a lot of times i think maybe fear that it won't get honored yeah like fear insecurity getting, yeah fear of getting let down uh, fear of them not caring but you got to be vulnerable enough to put yourself out there and stop lowering your expectations to the point of um what is that called where you're like not loving yourself and you're like having like maybe low self-esteem and you're lowering your expectations and you think you're like being enlightened and being like i have no expectations like Mm. i'm just dropping on but you're actually just like like, pseudo humility yeah so you're like putting yourself like oh not me not me but it's like you actually do have these things and you deserve them but you're you're not not letting yourself accept that there's a difference and let's just segue real quick to that and then we'll circle back (laughs) is uh, I'm using all these like millennial office terms because I'm on TikTok and people make fun of them. And now I hear them all the time. <laughs> Circling back, segueing, uh, is that sometimes we convince ourselves that we're surrendering and we're like surrendering our expectations because we are practicing spirituality and enlightenment and all these things. But actually we just have low self-worth and we're not being honest um, about what we deserve and what we want in life. And there's a big difference. Uh, this is why doing the inner work is really important. And if this is a new concept to you, highly recommend you reading the inner work book because we take you through basically a ladder, a step-by-step going through each theme of consciousness. And you actually need to build really healthy self-esteem in your ego before you can surrender these things. So if you haven't already like accepted your expectations, accepted your worth, accepted the things you want in life and like went for them, you can't surrender them and, and because you didn't in, even go for them. Yeah. And like falling in love with who you are first. Yeah. You're actually like not trying at all. And that is more like uh, low self-worth and shame, not surrender. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah. So saying like, I'm just, it's like, it's like being a person who goes to play a sport and because you're scared you're going to lose, you just don't play. And then you say like, it's because you're better than the game and you're just not playing when really like you're just scared that you're going to lose. 
So, so you just won't play at all. But actually playing and losing and accepting the humility and the loss and surrendering your expectations, that is true surrender because you did show up 100%. You played mm-hmm. the game, but you just didn't win. And now you're surrendering your expectations with that 100% effort. So you got to show up in your relationship and try. You have to be clear about what you really want. You have to be honest and vulnerable about your needs you have to show up with all of that, honestly. And you have to put yourself out there. And then you can work on the surrendering part, but not before. Mm-hmm. So um, circling back to expressing those expectations, like let's just give another example. So we, we did the visiting family, right? And talking about all that before. And then you're going to have a really great experience. We even have like a code word sometimes. We'll be like, maybe not like visiting family, but like, going into a social setting or something that we might be anxious by. It's like, if I squeeze your hand, that means I want to leave, you know? like Yeah, or if I ever say this phrase to you, that means like, can we just go to the car now? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, like it's yeah, great to just, just depending on whatever the setting things is. out before. Mm-hmm. And so, or let's say you're going to an event that just made me think of like, you're going to a concert, or you're going to an event or some sort of, you know, whatever. And you're in a public setting together and same thing, you know, do you have some sort of polite gesture if you're around a bunch of people that you can give each other a clue of like you know either hey can we go somewhere and talk real quick without it being awkward or like you you know a cue of like hey i'm ready to leave here's a funny one that most people can relate to it's like when you kick them under the table matt right right and they go what what <laughs> you're like what the heck no don't why are you kicking me <laughs> <laughs> matt is so guilty of that yeah. until we talked about yeah, it yeah so until there was an expectation i i just thought why are you what do i have some what why are you like, me? or why up. are you doing that and she would say certain things and like, i would not talk and, I, about and then that so then afterwards people? she'd say dude that was code like get with it i said like, well you never told me that was code yeah see so trial and error <laughs> so uh what about like so it's like the birthday my birthday's coming up yeah, so, like, okay, so special events. So here's like what I used to do and what I don't do anymore is what do you want for your birthday? Nothing. I don't need to do anything special. Nothing. I just want to be with you. Yeah. Okay. Then I wake up on my birthday. Literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I'm just, I just want to be with you all day. Happy birthday, babe. Yeah. And I'd say, what do you want to do? I just want to, I'm just here to be with you all day. Yeah. And she'd be like, but you didn't plan anything. And I'm no. like, well, no, you didn't say you want anything planned. I just, you just said you want me to be with you. And I'm like, no, I'm just with you. You didn't even write me a card. That's what you said you wanted. You, what you said you just wanted okay, to be together. So now. I'll do anything you want. Yeah. See, this was always so funny, right? This one in particular was really funny because I would always say, I'll do whatever you want. I'm totally here. All you said is you just wanted to be with me. So here I am. I'm here. Oh, I'm with you. Man. Fully I was, present. And then I would cry. All day. I'm yours. <laughs> like, what do you want to do? Like, whatever you say, I'll do it. And it was like, that's what I thought she said she wanted. No. And then come to find out, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. There was a whole hidden expectation <laughs> so of sad. what she really said was, I want you to plan out an entire special meticulously day. special day <laughs> for me and just tell and me what we're doing next. I want to wake up and have next. a card and flowers. <laughs> so now, guess what I say? I want to have a card and flowers. I want to go to breakfast. I want you to surprise me with something. Yeah. Or, or surprise me with a day and plan it. Yeah. She, one of the biggest things is she's like, I want you to just plan the whole day for me. I don't want you to t- ask me, what do I yeah, want? Yeah, what's like the one day I want to check out and not be in control Yeah, she wants to just like, just like have fun going along, like a ride. Going along like on a ride. I like being surprised. And it's funny, you know, too, if you, if any of you relate to this, because for example, on my birthday, it's the opposite. Yeah. And I just want to- He would wanna, be so annoyed I if wanna, I did that. Yeah, like it actually bothers me if she were to surprise me with anything. I would rather just wake up and be like, let's just do whatever we feel like is going to happen. Let's just go f- be free in Rome. So I, it's ironic because I'm projecting onto her. That's my form of like a fun day in love language. And I'm expecting. Yeah, I want like reservations at a restaurant already planned so that I feel like you thought of me in advance. But do you see how I said that, you guys? I want dinner reservations in advance because it makes me feel like you thought of me (laughs) in advance. Most people don't say that. And I used to not say that. You have to say that. Say the thing. Say the thing. Like it makes me think you thought of me in advance. And that makes me feel loved because you pre-planned it and you thought about me in advance. Like you have to say these. So this is, so now for the birthday, it's like, I want to wake up and I will really like a card or flowers. 
Right. And then I want to go on a surprise day where I feel like you thought of it in advance. Right. And you have it all planned out. And, and, I, and I and I don't and I want to just go along for the experience. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, I can do that. But in the past, my younger version of me would feel like that was really lame that I would have to tell my partner that because no, I'm still going to do it. Of course. And you're still going to go through it. Yeah. So this is what we're trying to offer to you guys. If you have any of these beliefs of you shouldn't have to say it, it doesn't lessen it. You're never going to. Um, <laughs> it's not going it. to happen. <laughs> you're never going to get it. He's not going to read your mind. And it could be or anything. She's not gonna read your it mind. could be the way you guys make love. Do you have hidden expectations about yeah. the way? Way they should one. please you and yep. you're just like so dissatisfied because you're not telling them what you super want super common you gotta yeah, you have true. to get brave enough to put to words those really detailed things like you mm. see it in your head i already know you do or else you won't be getting mad you see something playing out in your head and you're not brave enough to tell them exactly what you want yeah. and the irony is as soon as you do that you're gonna have a completely different experience because your partner's going to feel set up for success instead of for failure. Because how how set up for failure do you feel when I tell you I don't want anything for my birthday, then you do that, and then I go, what the heck? <laughs> That's like my most common way to put it on this topic is I would always say, I feel set up. Yeah. I would tell her that. I would tell her that on these really bad birthdays of the past that we've had. I'd be like, dude, I feel so set up because you literally you told nothing. me don't and then get I go, you anything. And I go, yeah, and, and you did nothing. Anything. And I'm like, yeah, because you told me you just wanted to be together. So like, here I am. I'm ready to be together. Yeah. I thought this was what you wanted. And yeah, it does. It kind of feels like you're set up, right? Because when there is a hidden expectation that you do not know about, it kind of feels like you walked into a trap, right? So, so yes. it, it eliminates so much of that. Um, I, I wanted to say something that came up too with all this is I think one of the reasons why we don't we don't express our expectations is we're afraid of rejection, right? We're afraid of being judged maybe for them or something like this. Especially like like you brought up one, for example, that's probably super triggering for people is like say an intimacy. Yeah. And they have like hidden expectations around it and they don't want to say anything or they don't want to make any particular requests or like elaborate on it because they'd wish you would just do it or just know already. So I think what happens with things like that, where it's like really intimate and we're maybe like embarrassed or we have like, we're worried about being judged or something like this. It's really important to realize that the, if you're afraid of rejection or you're afraid of the love being, um, you know, like not feeling loved, the irony is, this is kind of how it works every time we look at the human ego. The ego is trying to protect you from rejection or your love, you know, feeling hurt and feeling like your love is going to get judged or something like this, your, your desire or whatever is going to get judged. But the irony is you'll never know. But one thing's for damn sure is you're definitely not going to get what you want if you never say anything. So it's like, the ego has it backwards as usual it always has it backwards it promises you one thing and it gets you the opposite so it's promising you hey i'm gonna like okay so like let's say ash's thing on her birthday if i don't say it then i'll get more loved i'll feel more loved because then i'll feel more loved because like i wouldn't have to have said and he'll just guess and he'll just know and he'll just plan it all out and know exactly what i wanted he without me saying me so wow well. he loves me and so he much this so is what the ego is telling her so then she goes, okay, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say, oh, nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, what is the reality though? The day comes around and the ego gets the opposite of what it was telling and promising her because she actually feels completely unloved, hurt, and unseen. And un literally the opposite of everything she, the ego said it was going to do is everything was the ego promised was going to happen. You get the opposite. So when we think we are saving ourselves from some sort of negative thing the irony is you're usually nine out of ten times there are i'm sure some exceptions here and there but majority of the time you are usually creating the very thing you think you're, you're kind of gonna avoid so it's so important to be clear and to just go for it and yeah it's scary but like i said i always just leverage the the logic of just, well, if I never say anything, I'm definitely going to get let down because how is she ever going to know? Just like Ash on this whole birthday thing, you know, we always, eventually I would just tell her, I'd say, well, dude, like you got to freaking tell me because of course you're going to get let down. If, if you're expecting me to do something I've never heard before or seen before, and I have no idea you want it, 
how am I ever going to succeed at that? Yeah. So it's, it's so conditioning. Important. I think we have conditioning y'all from media, from movies that people are going to just like read your mind and like behave in a way that like is in movies. And that's just not reality. Like you have to communicate with your partner. You need to be clear about expectations, even in intimacy. It's like conditioning in media of like, like, you know, pornography. Yeah. Looking that's at like things and being so like, that's the way it is. Brutal on relationships. Yeah. A lot of the reason I think we behave this way is just conditioning from media. Mm. And reality is, is in real life, you have to communicate. And so whether that's what are we doing today and you expecting your partner to do a specific chore, but you didn't like tell them and then they didn't do it and then you're mad at them for that. So if there's basically what we're inviting is if there is any time you have an expectation, you want something, it's if you don't say it, you also don't get to get angry with your partner. Mm, hey, there's a there's an agreement. If you never told me and I never knew, then you can't be frustrated yeah. with me and you definitely can't judge and no. blame because I literally didn't know. And I think that's a huge that's thing a to realize. One, you guys. Really and help. so you, we got to take our power and our accountability back and we need to check in with ourselves because a lot of the time, the frustrations and resentments we're holding at our partner, there is probably an entire book you could write and list if let's go through, let me get, take notes. What are your expectations for a work day? What are your expectations when you guys get home from work? What are your expectations on the weekends? What are your expectations on a holiday? Go through each holiday. <laughs> what are your expectations in the bedroom? What are your expectations for the finances. finances? What are your expectations around etiquette in public? What are your expect like do you like health? Health. I mean, it goes on and on Religion. and you're going to realize spirituality that there are so many hidden expectations that you have of your partner Tons. that you're just getting in continuous fights about because you have a hidden expectation that you haven't even put to words and you've never clearly communicated. And this is this is it right here. Yeah, most people just get in relationships and they don't ever actually usually say it. They just watch and observe and they just kind of either figure it out from like watching and like guessing or, you know, I just thought of a funny, like, movie bit of, like, okay, like, two people just start dating, and, like, one of the partners starts mimicking what the other partner is doing, thinking that's what they want, and then they're, like, what? eventually, I could just see this scene where, like, why are you doing that? Oh, I don't know. I just, I, th you, I always saw you do it, so I thought you, you wanted me to do that. They're, like, no, I don't, like, at all. So it's just like we make assumptions is what I'm getting at here is like we just kind of watch and see what they do and we just say, oh, okay, this is maybe what we do. Like, oh, we just came home from work. So like this is what they're doing. You know, okay, so maybe this is what they want. And we literally never talk about it. We never actually get it out in the open. We just make assumptions or we get in fights. And the issue too, just so you know, is if you get in a fight about something and you never do this, the person's natural mind is like the ego is going to think that was just that instant. Yep. Right. So like, let's say isolated. you Isolated. Yep. It, and nothing's isolated. The human <laughs> mind is going to think it was just an isolated event. So this is probably why you have some recurring fights happening is because every time you do it without getting into this level of it, the ego mind is just going to think, well, that was just that one event. And then after it happens time and time again, watch this it still doesn't see it as all connected. It just says, damn, you always have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, so so it always is going to, it's not going to see the expectation until you finally okay. just say it. So here's some takeaways of practicality is like, let's say you guys do have an argument. Stop fighting about whatever the thing is and literally rewind and be like, hold on, let's go back to the beginning of this, where this argument began. What were your expectations what were your expectations today? What were your expectations in that moment? Mm -hmm. What did you think was happening? And you guys are going to realize you were on two different pages. Mm -hmm. Another one we see this come up a lot too is in language and definitions. So this is another huge one where it gets a little, this is like some deep dive for you here. Next layer to all this is sometimes when you are elaborating on your expectations, the definition, okay, here's a good, I just thought of an example. Quality of the house. time. 
okay, sure. We can use that one. We'll use that one then. Fine. Yeah. So someone I says, I want quality time. I thought you said you wanted to spend quality time together. And you guys, in one person's opinion, are... That's just like being together and like around each other. Yeah. And, and the, then other the other person, person it's like means full, undivided attention. A date and romance. It's like a date and romance. So exactly. Maybe you... Let, let's just say me and Matt, okay? Because this is actually something that's come up. So this is perfect. Mm-hmm. So I really want quality time. Me and Matt work together all day and we, we yeah, do something. So I'm like, I was with you all day. Yeah. I and That was like, extremely quality, quality time. time. <laughs> and I'm like, what? We were working. I thought we would like go on a date and go to dinner and like have quality time. So, so for me, right the there, definition of quality time was where we're with each other and like we're just together. So like for me, quality time is like we're together. And so I'm like, are you kidding me? I spent eight hours of quality time with you today. What are you talking about? And she's like, no, we actually haven't spent any (laughs) because we've been working. working. So her definition of quality time was, you know, undivided attention on being together. Romantic. Yeah, romantic together. But guess what? If I didn't say that, romance. I would have just kept being like, what is the problem? Exactly. See, this is what (laughs) we're trying to help um, clarify is get really clear on your expectations. Mm -hmm. Talk about it, you know. If, if if things still don't work, check the definition. Yeah, and then like go through the different areas of your life you're having repetitive fights with and be like, what are my expectations? What are their expectations? Go talk about that. So the next time you don't get in a fight about the same thing because you already talked about your expectations around that scenario before it repeats again. And then you start fine tuning it and improving it to where you're like, you, you just like second nature. And then the last part here is that uh, there is this moment of obviously surrender and your partner isn't a perfect person and they're not going to fit into your perfect little box and they're not going to be a robot, right? Like your partner mm-hmm. is an individual. And so the the attitude around this is I have things that would make me feel really loved. So let's change the word from expectations now at the end of this conversation to things that make me feel loved. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's ultimately what all these, what yeah. it really is. And my partner is giving a gift when yeah. they think about those things in advance and they consider the things that make me feel loved. Yeah. When your partner thinks about the things that make you feel loved, the things that make you feel safe, the things that make you feel seen, the things that make you feel supported, you can call those expectations or the things that make you feel loved. When they consider those things, that's their gift to you. It's not like, you know, you need to have to do these things mm-hmm. and be this way. That's not what this is. This is, I'm being really honest about the way I feel loved. And now I'm just handing that all over to you and saying like, I hope you consider those things as we navigate life together. And if you both do that, and you're like, of course, I'm going to consider those things as we navigate life together. Then you're, you're going to have a really beautiful life with your mm-hmm. partner. And if you both have that mentality of the relationship as a place to give and to show up for the other person, then naturally you're going to see all of these as opportunities to like we said earlier be that higher version of yourself to be that most loving version of yourself and go above and beyond for your partner because you love seeing them happy and you love seeing them feeling loved safe uh safe and um smiling Mm -hmm. honestly you know how many of us like seeing ash smile and laugh is like my favorite thing hearing her like say that she feels so safe and so secure like Oh man, that feels good. So you realize that it's so worth it to show up for your partner because the side effect is you feel incredible. And that wasn't the goal. The goal was to show up for them. But the beauty of love is that when you show up to love another person, you in turn feel profoundly loved and you feel really in love with yourself. You feel good about yourself. You feel extreme side effects of joy helping another person feel loved seen validated so it is a really beautiful thing and i think if this is the the eventual conclusion with all of this is to realize everything's just an opportunity to love and you you know at the end of the day everybody is self-contained but in a partnership that doesn't mean you know ultimately yes your partner is like they're the source of their own love and happiness and joy, but it sure is fun to magnify that with each other mm. and to share it with each other and to help each other 
constantly remember how loved we all are because we all are but in the relationship the beauty is you get a you get to magnify that together and you get to mirror it back to each other like yes you are loved look at i'm going to do all these things for you because i love you so much and you're like wow i feel so loved and then that love gets reciprocated and it's just like all right we're in eden <laughs> <laughs> which maybe our next episode will be about tripping out on accepting like the goodness of life oh, that's and a good one. our bodies uh, we've been tripping on that our for body's a while. nervous system not oh, being able that's to that's the other topic yeah. we want to do we'll do okay it next we're doing week. it next episode so we want to talk it's about gonna be on that when things are really good yes they you know as you do your inner work life just becomes very yes, magical right okay. this is next everything week. becomes beautiful and magical and peaceful but, but your, your body and your nervous system is addicted to stress and almost can't handle the level of where your consciousness is ascending to. And so you have this like dissonance happening yes. between your consciousness experiencing peace and your body wanting to just go back into stress and the anxiety and the stress response. So 100%. we'll talk okay, about that next, next week. week. So basically self-sabotaging when things yep. get too yep. good and being alert and aware of that. So um, as our final invitation and offering, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you found this episode helpful, we would love it if you left us a review. It helps us so much. And we invite you to check out our couples challenge. It's called Namaste Together. And we did it live, but it was so popular and so well received. It's basically like 13 days of couples inner work. And you can watch the videos and do this work with your partner. We have practices and exercises and lectures and you go through like a different topic every day like mm -hmm. you know getting clear about your needs is one of the days mm -hmm. and your expectations your couple's mission statement yeah. that's a fun one Get, getting clear mm -hmm. about your, your inner child needs yeah your inner child needs your unhealed trauma your triggers mm -hmm. and like it's really so going through each of these elements with your partner so if you haven't already joined us for that you can go to the yogacouple.com and it's called the namaste together challenge and we have it up unavailable uh still and after this podcast episode, I was thinking that would be the perfect thing for you to go do next with your partner. So totally. we hope you enjoy. And until next time, from our heart to yours, namaste. Namaste. Namaste.